0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Philly Blitz podcast. It's playoff season, baby, and we got to buy, I mean, we got to buy Quell, Pierre, and I are sitting here. This is Parth, of course, but we're sitting here. What do we talk about this week? We got nothing to talk about because our team, our team is a buy. They're going back, working on fundamentals. Oh, let's uh, let, let's let's work on our pass sets real quick. We don't even need to worry about the opponent because we don't have an opponent this week because we're the number one seed because we're the best team in the NFC. But let's get into this weekend. We've got a bunch of good slates of games coming up. Let's get into like you know who we can cheer for. Uh, but before that, as always, how you guys doing today?
1: I'm doing good, man. Doing good, man. Excited for tomorrow. We got some amazing games on the slate. I feel like it's gonna be outside of maybe the Dolphins and Bills. Whew. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. Bit tired over here. I haven't got out of bed
2: all day. I don't even know what the weather in Philadelphia looks like. It could be really? raining cats and dogs. You ain't no right. reason to get out of bed when there's no game, right? No birds. No action. No opponents, just vibes. Of course, there's the casual Jalen check. Sounds like they ramped him up a bit today, so that's good to hear. But outside of that, man, life's good. Life's really good.
1: Don't tell Jalen there's no game, man. He has Sirianni, Steichen, and Brian Johnson in, in the uh, film room going over film.
2: That's because he knows we got bigger fish to fry. And I mean, based on what the reports have sounded like lately. Ooh, I mean, you guys touched on this. What's that a part ago? Where the opportunity of this team actually looking the same from coaching staff down to players all the way down. It's highly unlikely. I've seen, I mean, of course, we spoke on Jonathan Gannon and his yearly annual interview against the Texans coming up.
0: <laughs>
2: Shane Steichen, he got requested to talk to you by a couple teams, honestly. Yeah. He's breaking them and in. you get this rumor breaking that sounds like there could be a few teams interested in Brian Johnson as a potential OC. Now, I think a lot of that comes down to if Shane Steichen gets a job. Because if Shane Steichen gets a job, then, I mean, is it really worth taking a gig anywhere else if you're going right. to take the same job and got familiarity in place
0: already? You know, all that comes in. Okay, Closeness to the player system, right. all that type of stuff, yeah. No, yeah, I I uh, I, I, to- I totally agree. I mean, it's just a it's an it's an interesting time of year. Um, I mean, uh, Jalen's quote about all of that was actually really funny. I mean, he was like, "I think uh, Mrs. Sirianni is going to have a problem with me," but he said it best, like you just said it as well, Quav, that like the Eagles have a special opportunity this year. You know, opportunities like this don't always arise, and we know the percentages. You know, people talk about it time and time again. If having that first round buy of having that home field advantage and how much that helps. And so, you know, have that opportunity, especially with this team and the talent that we've already seen exists on the team, you know, like we've seen the highs, you know, we have yet, I think to truly put it together for a full game. I think there's a couple examples, but you know, full game of of everyone firing on all cylinders, this team is special. And I think, and I, and I truly believe this team can compete with anybody and we'll get into it a little bit, but, obviously the the afc pool is a little bit more uh more 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 talented and and uh and a little scarier and it's just because really the quarterback position on you know those top three teams is is really solidified um but but the eagles have proven that they can they can play with anyone you know and and jalen shout out i mean starting the show second team all pro ap all pro like that's that's awesome man like he he finally got it, you know, I mean, finally it's year three, but I mean, to have that recognition um at the highest level, I mean, it's just incredible. And, and we, we had a ton of guys. Lane was on first team. Jason was on first team and then Bradbury, Hassan and, and Jalen on second team. Oh, and AJ. AJ Brown, yeah. yeah you gotta AJ, be goddamn kidding me. Who did I forget? Nah, you didn't
2: forget anybody. I just didn't know that Bradbury made second team. You telling no, me bro. that Bradbury
0: had a better year than Darius Slay? Uh, dude, it was Wait. my brother and I were talking about it. Wait, Darius and Slay didn't?
1: Darius didn't Slay know, didn't,
0: bro. And I saw, I saw Bradbury on second team, and I all, honestly automatically assumed Slay would be on first team. Right. But he's not. It's, not it's really know. confusing.
1: That got to be a really mistake, good. bro. <laughs> somebody, Somebody forgot to input his name, bro, because that don't make no sense. <laughs>
2: It it don't. And I mean, I've seen it. I've been, of course, we all know how active Slay is on Twitter. i seen him and say how it was an honor that his peers selected him first team and the uh, first ever player selected all pro roading. But then when I was on Twitter earlier today and I seen him tweet, look, man, I ain't hating on nobody because the two guys that that y'all voted for had awesome years. But I just want to know what the hell I gotta to do to make first team or make an all pro team, not even just first team, with any team this year and last year. He said he feel like he got screwed, man. And this year in particular, I know us after the Justin Jefferson game. I thought it was about wrapped up. That was week That's two. What I was about to be sitting around like, yeah, yeah, all pro. And I don't know, man. I mean, congratulations to James. I never want to sound like it's anything against James. Certainly, congratulations, but I don't know, man. Darius Slay, I don't know what you got to do, man.
0: That's that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, obviously Bradbury and Slay are top flight corners, but Slay has been our number one corner all year, right? Like whenever there's been someone to match up with, it's been Slay who shouldered that responsibility. And that's not to say that Bradbury hasn't been phenomenal all year, but when we played the best receiver in the league, you know, by all metrics, Slay was on him, and Slay had him in house. Slay had more receptions than he did, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean it's 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 always interesting to see. But um, I'm really happy to see Jalen up there, man, because you know MVP talk and all that. It's you know that that's that's tough to that's do, but bad, yeah, but to have that All Pro next to your name that that really means something. And um, who would have thought, man? I mean, we were we were uh, Jalen Hurts support podcast all last year, but I don't think any of us saw all pro like this year. I mean, we saw it in the future. I mean, I think we all kind of stood by that, but so quickly the ascendance, like let's just keep it going, man. Let's keep it going. Um, And, and, and on the topic of Jalen, you know, there were some questions about, you know, well, not questions, but you know, we, they spoke a little bit about how he played in pain um, throughout the last game and and things like that. And then uh, Monday he, it was monday right the first day of practice or i guess it was tuesday tuesday he didn't throw um and people were kind of freaking out about it oh what's going on today through i think it's really just they won the game and now they're just letting guys rest and figure it out and get ready for the game and then my last point first team all pro member lane johnson uh he went on the pat mcafee show today and uh and, and just said he's playing and so I read this. Uh, I read this article by uh, friend of the pod, Al Thompson. With football. what's up, Quo? Not even just him on the uh, Pat McAfee show. I don't know if
2: you guys seen his. I don't remember if it was from the Eagles page or if it was just something Lane Johnson released himself but he released some kind of promo. And oh, I didn't
1: see it. Oh, I gotta go watch that.
2: Basically, just him talking. And what really stuck out to me about it, I don't remember exactly what he said word for word, but what really stuck out to me about it was how he spoke about. Even though there can be reports that come out early, even though nothing was set in stone, and you can be wrong, all wrong about it. And it made me think I seen something earlier in the day that somebody was like, I'm starting to think maybe Lane Johnson didn't tear anything.
0: I saw that and as
2: well. Just watching them move and practice. I mean, of course, it's not like he was doing a whole lot of extra, but he was moving really well, really. It well. then just from him the way he was moving, and then that. The video that he released, it, it was kind of intriguing to me sitting here like, so, I mean, of course he's hurt. And then on, that on wow. top of the fact that he was like, he'd rather be dealing with this than dealing with the ankle shit that he had, using his words, last, uh, what was that, a couple years back?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was like so, two years. I believe yeah. so. I mean, to, to that point, bro, uh, I saw the videos of him past setting today in practice, and albeit there's no pads or anything on, and they're not going full speed but he was able to comfortably pass that. And so what I was saying is, um, friend of the pod out Thompson, you know, we're gonna try to get him on later, but he has the page football outsiders. And, um, on football outsiders, he, uh, Brian Baldinger writes, Baldy, Baldy writes for them like, you know, every week. And so this week he wrote about Lane Johnson and, uh, and Baldy actually had the same injury. It's a, it's a core injury. So, you know, obviously there's speculation about the injury, right? Quell? but, um, the muscle that he hurt, right? And we don't know what kind of tear it is or, or, or great it is or whatever, but basically in your core, it's, it's in your core where it's connecting to your groin. So it's, it's a, a lot in your past setting, right? Like in your past set, that's all groin, right? Like, I mean, you're keeping your legs apart and you're keeping the distance. And so Baldy said that he tried to play through it and it was like excruciating pain. He said, it felt like kind of paraphrasing but the quote was pretty much that it felt like a serrated knife was rubbing into your muscle every time you every time you moved with that um he said he got surgery after that and then you know he was he was fully healed but he said that when he tried to play through it he wasn't able to play that well and that you know he he, he struggled with it and uh it, it, but he also mentioned that you know every tear is at a different level you know baldy probably tore his off the bone you know what i mean like you can have different levels of a tear and so with Lane, if it was a if it was a smaller tear and they've just decided to be overly cautious, then um, you know I think you can I think you can really believe that he'll be that he'll be healthy for this weekend, given everything he said um, and uh, and and all that uh, all that we've seen throughout the week, and and especially the fact that he's confidently saying that he's going to play in two weeks, that that really boasts to be a good sign.
1: Yeah, and then also one last point on Jalen. Um, I saw he was the first quarterback from the 2020 draft to uh, be named yeah. to an all pro team.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We got Jordan Love got snuck into that, <laughs> that post. <laughs> but yeah, certainly. And I mean, we had the conversation when we had Coach on, what was that, about a month ago when we talked about ranking the guys from that class? And man, just kind of like you went into saying at the start of the pod part, I know we were really high on Jalen really really high but to sit here and be able to say that comfortably you would take Jalen Hurts over uh Justin Herbert in this point in time could you imagine yourself saying this 365
0: days ago man
2: <laughs> I
0: mean I mean Burrow at the time of the uh at, at the time of the draft blew out Jalen's Oklahoma team and then you know went and had like pro- probably the greatest um college football playoff ever because the I mean, greatest BCS championship was obviously Florida. But, I mean, we don't need to get into all that. Um, but, uh, I mean, it, it's just crazy. The the entire dialogue around all these quarterbacks, Jalen has 100% flipped the script on its head. So, um, since we're just having a little bit of fun today, I
2: got a question for you guys. Because it's been something that's been grinding my gears over the last 48 hours or so. Sounds like people just don't learn their lesson, man. And we're stuck in the same spot that we were just 365 days ago. Same narrative, different name. There should acquire a new quarterback. Justin Damn. Fields won't work out. Isn't a good passer. And I just don't understand how do we keep getting here, man? Like, when will people learn to just let it play out, man. Let it play out. And then, especially when you had a conversation, it's, became a, it's become a running thing now, actually, that trying to figure out where Fields would rank if he was so happy to be mm-hmm. in his quarterback you know, class oh, yeah. this year. So, I want to get your guys' opinion on a little bit of all the topic.
1: My thing is, when it comes to the Justin Fields discourse is, you know, the same, or as much of the same as it was with Jalen last year, I feel like how can you speak in such absolutes about a quarterback when the receivers you had were I think Byron Pringle, uh Chase Darnell Claypool, Mooney. yeah, Darnell Mooney Nikhil was the best receiver. Yeah, Nikhil Harry. <laughs> they acquired they acquired, good. yeah, they acquired Chase Claypool midway through the season, but he didn't really have that much of an impact. It's just the the entire situation around him, you know, it wasn't conducive for success. So to me, I don't understand, you know, how you can draw, you know, conclusions from this past season on him. Like to me, you know, you got to set him up for success. You know, you got to put pieces around him.
0: Dude. I mean, what's funny to me is that Justin Fields wasn't really like with Jalen. I understood some of, you know, the criticism. Jalen was a runner in college, right? Jalen wasn't afraid to like, you know, run the ball a lot more. You know, he was in a lot more option based offenses and, you know, Early in his career, he struggled with passing the ball. There was no question, right? I mean, that's why he was – Justin Fields was always a passer. Like, Justin Fields has has always been a really good passer. Like, he's had the ability to run the ball. But I think this year just especially put it on display because he has a god-awful O-line and no one to throw to. I mean, the the dude was doing his best to put the team on his back. and He ended up being a 1,000-yard a rusher. You know what I mean? Like, hey, that's, I, that's why I don't really understand you. it. Was that?
2: That's the funny thing about it, man. Is he became a thousand yard rusher at the quarterback position this year, when a lot of people don't even really know that he had just over a thousand rushing yards for his career in college as a whole. Like wow, he, I didn't know that. He, and most of that was acquired during his time at Georgia, because during that time he was used as a as a runner mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. he could get in when Jake From was there. I think at Ohio State he had um. like 400 rushing yards. Yeah, it's Jake from.
0: <laughs> I mean, like that, that. I never understand. I mean, Georgia's gone and won two championships since then, but like look, that QB room. We, we are as Philly as Philly fans. We are the
2: poster boys for look. Just don't complain about the discourse because just four years ago we was. Happy as hell to have went signed to a brand new deal and thought we had our guy. And Literally, now we we're, we're, here come on, come on. we're
0: not talking about that. That so, makes me feel stupid.
2: I mean, I mean, <laughs> in terms of Georgia, that might be the biggest domino effect. Ever. Not even just that. You could start all the way back. Well, I guess you could start with the fields thing, but from them not picking fields over from, even though it was so stupidly easy to Jamie Newman. Often now. Noon is like, not too oh on, too. Goodness. like everything fell into place with Stetson Bennett. It, 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 that's probably the biggest domino effect in college football right now. But
1: mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, just another, just another point on the Justin Fields situation. This is just another egg in the basket that I possess when I state that you cannot have or you cannot fill a successful uh young quarterback with a defensive-minded head coach. It does not work.
2: Yeah, you can. I don't I think you can. I think this. And I think they're in a prime
0: position to prove you wrong, actually. But who, who this, has proven wrong, like to this point? Like, just curious curiosity. Like, I mean, besides Belichick and Brady, right? I mean, that one. I mean,
1: like, I guess you could say you could say Josh Allen, but Brian Dayball had a huge impact on you know. Right. Yeah, I guess McDerm- or, yeah,
0: because I just think Dabble, but it is it is McDermott's team, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, unless your whole thing is just on the defensive side of the ball in general, unless you're saying that you should have offensive mind to coach for your quarterback. I mean, even with Lamar in Baltimore, you could point to the he went him winning MVP and the success he's been able to have, and their coach was a special teams coordinator. So mm-hmm. I don't really, I mean, I, I kind of see what you're saying. At the same time, I kind of done fell out of love with that thought process because when you're the head coach, you're in control of so many different aspects of a team. And, and we were just talking about the Wentz thing, and we were just talking about the whole coaching staff being together, Brian Johnson and all that, with Hurts right now a second ago, where when you look at the situations that we were in, even though Doug and Nick are both offensive head coaches, they put together phenomenal, or they had phenomenal coaches, offensive coaching staffs around them. Doug, in his instance, all them former quarterbacks doing, doing the first Super Bowl run, and, of course, in this instance with Nick with Shane and – well, I ain't going to say phenomenal. You guys know how I feel about Shane. But Shane and Brian. So, I mean, I do think you can need help, a bunch of help, because you gonna spread yourself thin trying to be the, off- being the head coach of the entire team with an offensive man. That's why I commend so much to, Sh- to Kyle Shanahan, man. I have no idea how – I mean, I guess because he just leaves everything in the hands of his defensive coordinators, Robert Sala mm-hmm. – D'Amico Ryan's now. He just let them do what they do on this side of the ball. I won't bother you. Do your thing. And Offense is my baby. But that's the I mean, only that's, example I could think of that where it works.
0: I, but that's that's what I see as ideal, right? Because, I mean, having watched like, the Dolphins for years, right, with with Brian Johnson, I mean, he focused on the defense and everything, but like bringing along Tua was not the priority. The priority for him was I want to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick because we can win more games right now. And I think when you have an when you have an offensive minded head coach, I think there's a little bit more understanding to the growing pains that can come along with having a quarterback. Like we have, we have Nick right, and and you're right. It, it 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 takes it takes a village, right? You need you need everyone in there. You need a good quarterback's coach. You need a good OC. You need a good head coach. If he's like an offense, in general, you need a good head coach. But you know when when they're focused on offense, I just think. Um, I think I, maybe maybe I've been spoiled by you know Doug and and, and Nick and you know Andy Reid and, and you know what I mean like Andy Reid Mahomes Nick and Jalen like those types of connections between like the head coach and um and and the quarterback is just it's it's really important to me and I think you can also see it from defensive minded head coaches um as well but I just think it's a I think it's a little bit more rare just because it's a, it's a whole thought process and a way of looking at the game, you know what I mean? Um, and, 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 I, and, and I also think that element of patience is in there as well, because I think offensive minded, uh, coaches are a little bit more connected to their quarterbacks, right? Like if you draft a quarterback and you know, you're the offensive coach, and that's, that's your dude, you know what I mean? But meanwhile, if you're a defensive coach, then, you know, you probably have, you know, some position group that you focus on that, you know, is, is really good. But, um,
1: You know, obviously it's not your quarterback, which is the most important position, arguably. And I think, you know, to your last point, I think that's the thing that makes this entire Bears and Justin Fields situation, you know, so interesting. Ryan Poles didn't draft him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's not, you know, connected to him in any way other than he took the job and Justin was the quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. I mean, well,
2: to my point where I was going to go initially, when I said that the Bears and the best back, And we'll touch more in this discourse a whole lot more during draft season. But I think there's almost a 0% chance the Bears pick at one. Oh, definitely not. And with that being the case, the only reason that is the case is because what Justin Fields showed you last year. Now, of course, I understand what Ryan Pose and the company were saying when they say, well, he'd have to be blown away. But they are things on the table. They're saying everything that they have to say. Same thing, we're how we rich. said last we're year. Right? But I think I don't want to say it's almost no way he can fail because I mean we always got to watch the discourse fall into place. But we uh, another one of them things we were just talking about when I say hurt spending over her, But how would you feel about that three hundred and sixty five days ago? Three hundred and sixty five days ago, we looked at this Bears roster and how they treated Justin hurt Justin Fields throughout the whole off season like. Dang, they hate them, don't they? Y'all gonna get them some help or something. And just a year later, they're in position to have not only three future first-round picks, but they have a boatload of cash that they legitimately have to spend by league rule. They have to spend a certain amount, so they're going to break records this year in terms of spending. So I'm just—it's—it's going—it's looking bright for them right now. They're going to be really a fun bright. team next year. Yeah. A really fun, fun
0: team. Just get yourself some alignment linemen, all right, and then and figure out a receiver and, and then we can talk. I mean defense is fine. I mean there's I mean they lost a lot of guys this year. Roquan Smith just got paid. Just got paid.
1: Um, side note. Side note. Side note. How do you pay an off ball linebacker before you play before you pay your franchise quarterback? Because they're the Baltimore Ravens. I don't get that, man. <laughs> the Ravens, bro. They won't
2: they won't. Well, Ravens. it looks ugly to – and I would hope is like this, because this is how Brad explained it to us when we had Brad on. But it looks ugly to the eye because, I mean, why would you get that contract out first? But basically, like even considering us in the position we're in right now, don't be surprised if you see a Javon Hargrave deal or a Chauncey Garner-Johnson deal done – before you see a Jalen Hurts deal done. Oh, Yeah, no, that was I, a I, meal that I, I, they, they, it, they got that money allocated. At this point, it's just saying about how much wiggle room they got in the meat. But that money is there. The money that they spent on Roquan Smith is basically, all right, we got this amount of money to touch. We can get his deal done right now. Let's is it still there, done.
0: though? I mean, like, dude, this is your franchise quarterback. He's been, like, you're, you're, you haven't paid him. Like I mean, the, the summer was ugly. He decided to play. He gets injured. You sneak into the playoffs, and I mean, are you really gonna s- start start snoop Huntley? Right? Like I mean, like what 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 are we doing here? Like pay your quarterback? I I, I mean, I get it. You know, you can have. I agree with you. You know, most times teams work like this, but the only reason I question it is because it's the Ravens, and the Ravens are known for prioritizing defensive players and just and 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 you know buckling down on defense which you know it's nice but they haven't i mean they had joe flacco they paid him, it him did when not, they had to.
2: huh they took care of him when he had to joe flacco
0: oh yeah but then it i think i mean my friend who's a ravens fan he just says he thinks that the the organization has ptsd from paying, paying paying flacco and they don't want to and that's why they're just afraid to put in a bunch of money into a quarterback i mean you're gonna kind of understand it but you guys stumbled upon uh MVP candidate or MVP, like this man won the MVP. He's a perennial MVP candidate. He's always in the game. You know, he can keep your team lead them to the playoff. Pay the guy, you know, like, and and at one point I get, you know, there's financials of it, but this is the leader of your offense, leader of your locker room. Keep the guy happy, you know, show him that he, that he's appreciated. And I'm afraid personally, if you ask me, Quell, I think that this is a deal where they did it. And they were able to save the franchise tag, and they might just try to tag him again. Because I mean, I um, don't,
2: I'm under the, I mean, I don't want to say it like this because even listening to Lamar speak on it and people close to the situation touch on it, I'm, I know how Lamar feels and how he he's a team guy. He want to be out there with his boys. He loves playing with his brothers. I understand that. But even with that being said, I'm under the impression, and if I'm wrong, I mean, I'll come back and address it then, but I'm under the impression that. He's not playing the franchise tag. You can franchise. Oh yeah, tag him. no way, no I'm way. I'm just saying they're gonna try. I, I think any more of a try. situation where he might, if they franchise tag him, you should expect a trade at that instance. Oh yeah, he might get tagged and traded, but I don't. He's not taking another snap in Baltimore if he's a franchise tag. You gonna I, have? I, would agree. I mean, that's that's the problem with the whole situation right there. And I mean, Pierre, you and I have had multiple conversations, and I know especially when it comes to around draft season. One term I use a lot is I try to think about these things like a GM would think about it. And it gets real messy because clearly you we've watched the Ravens play football for the last six games. They're not a good football team without Lamar Jackson. We've watched mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson be, be responsible for what, like 89% of their offensive production in a game before, like clearly he it's is ridiculous. the offense. Now with that being said, when, you're the general manager, and you understand that's an MVP candidate, the guy that's supposed to be a upper-echelon quarterback. But when you're the GM, how are you supposed to sit here and listen to this guy tell you that he wants guaranteed dollars, all guaranteed dollars, when you can't even remember the last time that he played a full season? And his it's not like his play style is conducive to him playing a full season. So those things that they have to think about, stuff that us as fans, them as players, They don't want to hear that. You figure that shit out. That's on you. I know what I want, but I mean, that's why these things get so messy, and it's really hard to blame franchise. Like I I really feel bad for the situation Baltimore is in because he really means everything to that city, everything to that franchise. He is Baltimore right now. But both sides are 100% correct on how they feel. Lamar deserves to be paid accordingly, and they deserve to like that they can trust you to be there like this week one of the playoffs and we sitting here talking about starting snoop hundley do you think this is supposed to help you in contract talks stuff like this is why we
0: paid carson Wentz and drafted jalen hurts in the second round yeah i mean that's all that's all true but like i think it i think like i said i think it goes the other way as well lamar has been waiting all year right like last summer it was like when's a Lamar contract going to happen? Even I think leading up to camp, it was like, Oh, the contract's about to be finished. It's about to be finished. And then as Lamar is going to play with the con- play, play under his normal contract and they'll wait to figure it out. And so this was the kind of situation where it's good faith on both sides. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of like, okay, we'll figure it out. But it's just the fact that it's taken so long, man, you know, and, and I agree, you know, you're right about the injury history. It's it's totally understandable, but you're also right about what else you said, that Lamar Jackson is the city. Like, I mean, Lamar Jackson is that team at one point, like you have to take a risk. It's football. Right. And and we talked about how, you know, more contracts should be guaranteed, but that's not the reality right now. And, And that's totally understandable for a, for a franchise to be afraid, but we know that there is a limited amount of franchise quarterbacks out there. There's a limited amount of quarterbacks that can take your team to the next level in the way that Lamar does, even if he's injury prone, and I think that's where you have to take a swing, you know, and you kind of have to be like, all right, this is, this is the chance we're taking, but Lamar's our guy. We're Lamar's team and, and, and we're going to rock with it. Right. Otherwise you're always going to be in limbo. Right. And and you don't want this to turn out to be um, I'm not comparing the two players, but Kirk and, 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 uh, and, and Washington, right. Where it's just mm-hmm. like, just gets uglier and uglier and, you know, and, and no one leaves happy. That's, That's my only thing. You got the playoffs coming up. If I'm Lamar, I'm not playing right now. Like They ruled them out already. Huh? They ruled them out already. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, I understand, right? Like, if I'm in that position, this is the game. I'm coming back off of injury. There's a chance of re-injury, but this team won't pay me because they're afraid of my injury history, right? Like, so I can, like, we're, we're talking about both sides, right? And so from Lamar's side, it's like, yeah, I can play and I can show you guys I can play, but what if I get injured and you guys are not paying me because I'm injured? I mean, I'm an injury prone. And so, so a whole bag of worms. And there's definitely a, a lot of politics in it. And it's, it is tough, man. And, it, and you're right. It is, it's just hard, but man, Baltimore, y'all, y'all got to wake up, man, because yeah. there's, there's, there's not that many Lamar Jacksons out there's one Lamar Jackson, right? You know, he's a, he's a top, top, top seven quarterback. If you want to be like conservative about it and, I think you try to keep them in the building if you can.
1: Agreed. But you know, you talk about you know Baltimore needing to wake up. You know, it looks like to me their season is going to be put to sleep tomorrow. <laughs>
2: yeah, they ain't the only team. Nice transition. They, 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 they gave us a bunch of. We're gonna put you. we gonna we're gonna put you out of your miseries early because I think I think the first game of the day is the 49ers game, isn't it? Hey, listen, the upset's coming. The upset right. the upset is coming. With that. I'm pretty sure it's not because that's a West Coast game. It yeah, that'll definitely be, be the it, game. If, if it was, it'll probably be the first game on Sunday.
1: Let me check. I think no, I think the first game tomorrow is Miami and Buffalo. That's
2: Another one putting you out of your misery early. They getting over the ones that they know early. Yeah, they played the, uh first game on Sunday. Well, on Sunday, yeah, yeah,
1: okay. But we could uh, we can go ahead and get into um the playoff picks. You want to start with the NFC or AFC? I guess we
2: can start with the NFC since that is the people that we have to look forward to facing.
1: Okay. The uh, number seven and number two teams in the conference, Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. Who is you guys picking this game? Brother.
2: You ever heard of old yellow? (laughs) Old yellow about to get taken out back this week.
0: Yo, you need to relax,
2: bro. (laughs) It's God. over for them. Yo. I feel bad for Pete Carroll. I feel bad. I, I, I'm happy for everything yo. they accomplished. This I'm man, happy yo. for everything yo, that Kenneth Walker had a phenomenal season. Geno Smith was awesome this year. It was great to see. They were a fun team to watch, but <laughs> it all ends tomorrow. <laughs> it all ends on Sunday. It's finished. Over with. <laughs> This game might be bad. And, I mean, the only thing we have to hang out hope on is I think the 49ers have already beaten them twice this year. Like I said earlier, it's hard to beat a team three times. So. Is DK playing tomorrow? I can check. I believe so. I could have sworn I seen that he was, but I can check. That's Sunday. I don't
0: know, man. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the Brock Purdy experiment to fail. Like
1: oh, it's coming. It's coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm waiting. Like, it's gonna happen at some point. Like, is it gonna be this game? Is it gonna be the next game? I don't know. And I don't know. I, I, Pete Carroll is also a uh, a a playoff veteran, you know, as much as Sh- Shanahan is. Carroll's been there as well. Carroll actually won. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Chan can be the greatest, you know, schemer, everything of all time. But like, my God, bro, how many bags can you fumble? It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's generational talent. Look, man.
2: All I, t- I spoke on it last week on the pod when I said I think that's gonna be the fight of our lives in that NFC Championship game if and when we get there. But. I think he's on a mission this year, man. Everything that could go wrong has went wrong for Sam. You, Francisco. You've been saying this. And you've he said, it. look, y'all aren't going to ruin this for me. <laughs> I'm going to take y'all with me over my dead body. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Kyle so focused this year, man. I mean, just in general. Not, of course, I don't know, man. I, I, I Like you guys, I do expect for it to. Come crashing down at some point. Like, I hope I was literally thinking about it. And it's funny, it's funny we're having this conversation here. Because I was literally thinking about it a, a day ago, yesterday. And I was sitting here like, you know what? I can't believe I'm really surprised that Brock Purdy is starting off his career so good. This was literally him in college. His freshman year at Iowa State, dude was a legend. Dude was a baller. But it's like over time he became. College football's version of what's the kid? What's the dude's name that, kept, that got uh younger with age? Benjamin Button. <laughs> He's like college football's Benjamin Button. Like you just progressively got worse. You started great and it just started going so downhill. So, I mean,
0: I was going to say, Bo the track record. He's turned it around a bit. I hope so. I'm Bo Nix said Auburn was my God, dude. He was a freshman starting at Auburn for like five years. Like, you know, he's he's a freshman. He's a freshman. Good,
2: Good job, man. That's almost as funny as Ben Simmons winning the
0: rookie of the year and Jason Tatum still being 19. Oh, my God, bro. Well, you know, Jason Tatum is like – he turns. He hasn't even turned 20 yet. It's crazy. He's
1: doing all this, and he's only 19.
2: Historic.
1: Well, no, nah, I got uh, San Francisco in this game as well. You know, I don't, I don't foresee any, any way, you know, they lose this game. Yes. Yeah, I think realistically it's gotta be it's gotta be Sam Fran. I'm
0: praying for the wheels to fall off though. I'm praying for the wheels to fall off. Because I, I do think that's gonna be the the hardest team to play for the Eagles. You know, at the end of the day. Um I think they can get after Purdy. Uh but that defense is something. The
1: defense is something. D'Amico yeah, is in his bag. Yeah, but moving on to the number six seed at three seed, you got the New York Giants going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. I feel like this game is going to be the the shootout of the weekend. Like, this is going to be a high-scoring game, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the score was the last time these two teams played? Yeah, 24-27. But there was a lot
1: of – yeah, but there was a lot of offense. Like, Daniel Jones threw for over 300 yards. I think Kirk Cousins – I think he just missed 300 yards and three touchdowns. Hmm. What, what time are they
0: playing? Interesting. The oh. At four thirty. Uh oh. Four thirty. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's not one o'clock. Uh oh. Vikings fans.
2: Uh oh. Vikings fans <laughs> feeling good right now. They said, "Man, we seen Kirk win a couple games. That it's not one o'clock. He won on a Saturday for Pete's sake."
1: No, I, I think know, I think
2: this game I think. Is on a Saturday. They got a I chance. Think. No, wait. It's is on Sunday. Games? They're going to have two games on at one time on Sunday?
1: Oh, the 49ers game is tomorrow. Okay, that makes
0: yeah, sense. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But um, I think this is where the Vikings magic runs out, honestly. Agreed. I'm feeling it upset. I mean,
2: Dude. I can understand why, but you guys do know this is the Giants we're talking about. I mean, Brian Day was really good. And the last time they like won it. this thing, I mean, yeah, that's the odd part about this, right? Like it's it's like it, the the, it, the force versus force <laughs> beautiful object. It's
0: it's awkward it's weird, weird, man. So who He's do you like, like, the, who I do you give the have coaching pressure. edge to? Because I mean, O'Connell is a probably right. That's what I was saying. O'Connell
2: is a great coach, but sometimes when you 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 get blamed by. Uh, By default, just because you're with Kirk. And Mm -hmm. sometimes Kirk gets you dragged down. Kirk, His inconsistencies. I don't know, man. He's going to be the key to the game. I do think the coaching edge goes to the Giants. I think Dabble. I mean, he the reason they're in this position right now. So it was hard to think that he won't be the reason that they're in that football game tomorrow. Now, I do think there comes a point where talent has to come to play. Like, the Giants have no wide receivers. <laughs> bro, Kenny, Kenny Galladay I ball.
0: ball. I called it. I called it. Who caught the one touchdown of the game, bro? Who? Me. I, I called it. I didn't catch the, catch the touchdown, but I called it. I said it's a Kenny Galladay game. Can oh, he his his first, first touchdown. First a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Ain't he a free agent Goat. after this year? Is it already up? I think he has one more year. I don't know. Oh, no. He signed a four-year deal.
2: Yeah. yeah. It ain't been
1: four years. I don't no, think it's been bro. I think it's, it's been, been two. Oh my goodness. Yeah, bro. I had the exact same reaction. I could have sworn he's been there for like three or four years. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was he was out of it there about like the same he was time in as so long
0: ago. It was like the same time as Slade, bro. Wow. Crazy.
1: And if Crazy. y'all remember the Eagles, the Eagles were in on him. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I wanted I Kenny. Do, I, I do think that Kenny would be good if he was in, I think Kenny is another one of them examples of like, don't get me wrong. I know why you're looking sure. at me like that, Pierre. But <laughs> no, I I you agree. gotta understand, I'm I'm a kid from Washington, DC, and I have experienced firsthand. Football players coming to the commanders, the Redskins, whatever you like to call them, the football team, literally taking a paid vacation. They were just coming here for the check. Albert Hainsworth made it famous. Deion Sanders did it. It was literally a running thing. Every single soul. And then they left, In exception of Albert Hainsworth. He was better than he was in Washington, though, when he went to New England. But everybody left, and more miraculously better i think that it's a case with kenny he just genuinely does not enjoy the new york experience i think he is dying to get out
0: of there he would go to vermont if you traded him there like no yeah but i just i don't think it's i don't think he's a good fit in the offense either like yeah that too kenny is a kenny is just like your classic big receiver like alshon jeffrey type and this offense is not exactly conducive to that. You can't but, think of a Brian Dabble offense that operated with one of those, right? Exactly, exactly. A little, always a little bit more dynamic than, um, than what when Even Kenny when you is. Think a, back to his time that. at Alabama, like, ain't that when Hurts had Cooper
2: and the boys? Didn't Hurts play with Amar?
0: I think his freshman year, right? And that was, yeah.
2: He wasn't three they They're probably like
0: the same age because I mean Amari was so young. Amari enrolled as like a seventeen year old, so he he got in the league at like nineteen. But um, going back to this game, I I got the Giants as well, man, because I know the Vikings have the talent and everything, but you know the Giants, the Giants have back almost all of their starters. Um, I think they're missing one player. Yeah,
2: um, they're, they're, the, I, on the health, the uh, I think the injury report said they were fully healthy. I fully mean, healthy, yeah, right they're,
0: they're, so, they're missing uh Juan yeah. Dale. cuz oh yeah cuz he tore his ACL right so yeah, yeah so all their defense yeah. is back and their their defense isn't isn't awful when they're healthy and i think they can i think they can scheme up a plan for for Justin Jefferson because that it takes a it takes a good corner you got exa- you got Xavier McKinney um you know i think that can help you a good amount especially on the back end we talked about it i think he makes um, a big difference I mean, Dory Jackson, I mean, I guess you can figure it would help to have Bradbury right now for sure. Um, But even besides that, I just think Dabble's about to get in his bag, bro. I think you're about to just see some crazy stuff like double reverses, like triple passes, like just like just crazy stuff. You know, like I think I think like last week against us, they were super conservative. I think I think they're going to come out swinging, man. Maybe maybe it'll be one of those things where, you know, conservative. That's what you call it, that. Dude, the team that kicked the onside kick out of halftime. Well, yeah, but I'm talking play calling. That was conservative. Special, right? Did you see anything like crazy, like in terms of their play calling? I think they wanted to win the game, but it wasn't like in terms of like, it wasn't like we saw any trick plays. It wasn't like we saw a playoff script by any means. You know what I mean? For sure. That's my point. I think, uh, especially with Dabble, like that dude's just. He's a little little genius out there, you know, wearing his shorts and his hat all the
1: time. I don't know. We might see something. I'm ready. I am also ready for the chaos that comes with the Wink-Martindale called playoff game on defense. Oh, yeah. Don't sign Quell up, though. Quell wants quarters all the time. Give me quarters. Give me quarters.
2: Uh, I don't got to see. That's the thing. I don't have no problem with aggressiveness now. Kind of like what we said on the last part. On the last (laughs) part. Bro, let us nuts hang a little too much for me. <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? Calm down, brother. Especially <laughs> I just sat here and talked to y'all earlier today off pod about how Jim Schwartz still gives me nightmares, leaving everybody one-on-one in every situation. Eight man in the box. Gotta keep eight man in the box. Don't let him run the ball. And the ball Don't. just <laughs> like, brother, your cornerbacks are Julian Love, and I have no idea. Like, good luck stopping ja- you over here talking about some – I think they could do something to stop Justin Jefferson, and I'm over here looking like, brother, run the ball. Don't give them – the The game plan is simple. Run the ball. They can't stop the run. We're going to score points with the run. We're going to bank on Kirk Cousins making a mistake or two, and we're not going to make a mistake or two. That's how you win this football game. That's yeah, it. Exactly. If they go out there trying to throw the ball, they can try and throw the ball across the all with 15 touchdowns. Daniel Jones, if they want, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I don't, well, I agree with y'all. I don't think Minnesota should lose this game. I mean, should win this game. I think the Giants have a better chance of winning. I don't think it's as forecalled conclusion as we think. I don't, I think the Giants have the edge, like I said a second ago, in terms of coaching but just talent-wise, I can't accept this. Their defense.
0: I get it. Listen, Justin Jefferson, last two games, 15 yards and 38 yards. Babe, you let me
2: know if the Giants own a Jair Alexander. I want his autograph. I mean, the Bears had
0: what, Kyler Gordon? Kyler Gordon and uh, Jalen Johnson. Dogs. Dogs. Oh, my God. Jalen Johnson was holding so much against AJ. My God, bro. I was I like, Jesus Christ. I don't care. Get I'm off of him. Too. Get off of him. I hate corners. Was that? <laughs> I Grab, uh, my job is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> they let
2: y'all do everything. Park pushes me all five yards. Oh, Catches yeah.
0: Ball. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You run a hitch, I'm pushing. <laughs> I'm putting my elbow in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but moving right, gear, so, switching gears to the Monday right. night game. This is the first Monday night playoff game, right?
2: Yes. Wait, so there is a Monday night it. game? Come yeah, me. I don't I understand hard why hard. they did this. Yeah, Dallas at so, Tampa Bay. That's the Monday night game. I'm not getting it.
1: For TV ratings, bro. Money.
2: I'm, I understand that, but the last thing we need to hear is Tampa or the Dallas fans sitting here saying, "My team has to play on Sunday. That's six days rest after the other oh team. My God, you're right. That's not fair. That's not right. fair. <laughs> Life isn't fair." So but that no, but point. I, mean, I got, point.
1: I got Tampa Bay in this game, and it's not even just the Eagles fan in me. I don't know. I just feel I don't. I don't feel like uh, because Tom Brady, he's never lost to Dallas in the playoffs or i just don't think he's ever lost i don't think to he's
0: lost dallas. to dallas
1: like at all ever <laughs> yeah wait hasn't he been in a league for like 20 years yeah we didn't boys <laughs> oh man that's poverty bro <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh man
0: no yeah, yeah. i got to have a have you lost here. the first round has he lost in the first round of the playoffs? Once. Maybe once.
2: Once? once. Yeah, that's what right. I thought. Okay. They lost to the Titans. Not the Titans. Yeah, the Titans. He threw that pick six to end the game. That was that was a rock, that
1: was a wild card? Yeah. Oh wow. That was the last game in in uh, New England, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: that's right. Yeah. I think uh, I'm rocking with Brady and the boys as well. I mean, every year we get into this thing. Tom Brady's washed. Tom Brady's done because at the beginning of the year, he inevitably just like has some duds of a game and you're like, Oh man, he's done throwing checkdowns all day, the checkdown merchant, but end of the year without fail, Tom Brady is inevitable. I mean, it's, it's like clockwork, like week 14, Tom just starts throwing heaters out there and, and there's really nothing you can do. And so um, the combination of, Tom heating up, Mike Evans having that crazy game a couple weeks ago. Godwin's still healthy, isn't he? He's just not producing as much, right? Um, But besides that, Dallas is kind of injured in the secondary. Um, I don't know.
1: I just see Tom. Isn't isn't uh, Michael Parsons? He's dealing with an injury, also, right? Um, What's the injury? Hand injury, last I checked, but. Put on a
2: club, You're D-line. Man. He did, he was playing. <laughs>
0: I knew no. the accurate. Give me one second. Michael Parsons. But yeah, regardless, we know. Playoff Brady is just a different beast. And uh and I don't foresee him losing first round this time.
1: You know. Also, Dallas, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, the accident waited to happen. <laughs> What can go fraud. wrong will go wrong? Fraud watch.
2: No, nah, I think Micah's uh, <laughs> fraud watch. <laughs> yeah, Micah Listen. seems to be all right. Um, I would love... Honestly, brother, they put this game on a Monday night for ratings, and this ain't it. First of all, do we not remember these two teams played Sunday night football to start the season? And the game was... In the words of Pierre, hashtag not good. (laughs) Got to get that in there, buddy. Like, that (laughs) was – and even when you think about these football teams over the last month or so, yeah, I feel you, Parf. Brady's playing a bit better. But that's about it with Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's, That's all we can hang our head on. Brady's playing a bit better. And, yeah, Mike Evans had that monster game about time. Because, yeah. brother, they all been stinking it up over there. Every single one of them. And Dallas ain't no better. I really will under- believe that the Cowboys can win this game. But after what they did last week, brother, I don't believe they can beat anybody. <laughs> like, I, I, I felt I was talking to to my wife about it, and I told her it was the same way. I think that game went a lot the same way like ours did. I think that they didn't intend for the Eagles to play. The starters was to play that long. And then the offense just wasn't that offense. So they was like, you know what? Just keep, just, just, stay out there. Stay out there. Keep going. And I think a lot of the same thing happened with Dallas. I think they said they weren't going to scoreboard, watch, watching nothing. I think they thought they was going to walk in and the commanders were just going to roll over. It was going to be a simple day at the office. And they checked the scoreboard and we went up 10 early and i mean uh, we still playing coach and coach over there on the sideline like yeah just for now give me a second and then that gave <laughs> me a second turned into nah y'all gotta stay out there what is this this is bad this is bad. this is my <laughs> offense can't look like this going into a playoff game this is bad like they look bad oh my goodness it looks so bad, brother. And even just not even just the Eagle fan in me, just the football fanatic. I don't understand it. Your team. And I mean, I guess why do I, why why do I not? Like you said, Stephen A. Smith says accidents waiting to happen happens every year. But brother, I I guess I, you they say you're supposed to gain wisdom with age. Football make you lose it. Because <laughs> you look at the cowboys and you look like, I mean. I, I guess I get why the people love them and the TV want them on TV because that's a good roster. But then you look at them playing football in December and it's like, why are y'all not playing good football? What is wrong? And it's year every after year. year. Every year, bro. Every year. It happens like clockwork. It's almost amazing at this point. How? How does this happen? <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious.
0: Mike McCarthy. And he I hope they keep gone, him.
2: Right?
0: No. No, he has to stay for the next decade. What do you mean? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Oh, my God. I like, just we like we Jason know. Garrett, just keep extending it. Another year. We'll see what happens no, next I don't, year. I don't think he liked Mike McCarthy that much. He treated Jason
2: <laughs> He said Jason Garrett was like a son. I understand. He played quarterback for the Cowboys before and everything. But mm. he loved Jason Garrett with all his heart. Mike McCarthy <laughs> yeah. ain't got
0: that leash. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if it's a first round bounce, he has to be gone. Right. I mean, and then it's just interesting, right? Everyone's talking about, um, uh, what's his name? Peyton and everything, but with Peyton, you have to trade for him. And it'll be interesting to see what a trade package for a coach is Cause I, I don't remember one in my lifetime, you know, um, Honestly,
2: I'm paying glad attention. you have,
0: got traded, uh, John Rudin but, um, I just don't I don't remember watching. You know what I mean? Like I didn't I wasn't following football to the extent that I'm watching it right now, right? And um so doc Doc was traded in basketball, right? Um the by the center. by the net no this no the Nets traded him to the to the to the Clippers, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What it was. Um okay. so
2: what's your what's y'all guys perception on that actually? The, the Sean Payton thing I've heard he's spoken with Arizona and Denver but like you guys just said they gotta trade for him and I'm not gonna lie neither one of those on position to trade for him I'm assuming it's gonna the- cost a first round pick
0: but yeah I don't like what's Denver gonna trade they don't they don't have anything left like it's so bad i I, I personally well, I think it's I think it's a lot of smoke about all of it yeah um, probably coming out of uh Peyton's camp but until and he has to agree to a buyout price as well that's what I saw um with the Saints like there's there's a there's a lot that's gonna go into all this so you know it's all fine and dandy that teams are interviewing him but until there's something solidly like moved on that front with the Saints. I don't, I don't see it really happening, dude, because you're right. It's these teams, especially, that they've been talking about interviewing with, it's not like they have a ton of draft capital. The team that could, it, it could actually happen with would be like the Panthers. You know, The Panthers actually have capital to be able to make a trade like that. But the That's question individual. is, is do you, exactly. And do you want to trade for you know, a coach or do you want to continue to solidify your roster? A lot of questions, especially with the Panthers. I don't know. I don't know why they're even doing a head coaching look, a head coaching search. I think it's stupid, if you ask me. The amount of buy-in that these guys that that Steve Wilkes has from these guys, and um, just the job that he was able to do throughout the year. I mean, he almost made them a playoff team from what they were. And I mean, he, Sam Donald looked like a decent quarterback. I mean, that was that was. I know here hashtag not good we get hashtag
1: it. not good
0: <laughs> but he didn't look bad at the end of the year you know and, and and the Panthers really were heating up at the right time and that's that's what you want out of a coach as a, as a head coach I think what you really are looking for is a leader of men that's that's the most important thing and when you have guys openly saying it players openly tweeting videotapes whatever like saying we want Wilkes back like That's that's a big deal, you know, and and as an organization, you should be
1: paying attention to that. But we're nearly pushing an hour here. Let's get to the AFC and kind of push through them a little bit. Um, Number seven seed at the number two seed, Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. I don't really think I don't think there's much to discuss here. Buffalo Bills win in the the blowout, I think. Uh,
0: Skyler Thompson. Uh, come out game i don't know, I don't know what are talking about <laughs> dude breaking out you guys just... want
2: to know my opinion on this game just go listen to what i said about the Seahawks um...
1: <laughs> the
0: Seahawks yeah game. i mean it's it's going to be my... and it's especially if they can get demar out there walking him onto the field
1: they're talking about um, and... they're talking about bringing him to the game
0: I, I i don't know um i've seen some speculation about it i mean he's out so you know there's there's a possibility but if he shows up
1: Miami will be massacred, and it will not be close. Yeah, agreed. Moving on, Uh, number six seed at the number three seed, Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, we already discussed the Ravens. They're going to be without Lamar Jackson. And in my opinion, that means this game will not be much of a competition, just like the previous matchup. Not much to discuss here. Cincinnati wins in the the blowout. Yeah. I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. You don't think so?
2: Oh, these two in- teams just played last week. You think the Ravens was going to show their hand? Yeah.
0: The Ravens defense just isn't what the Ravens defense used to be, and that's the only thing. You know what I mean? That's and a then- lie. I- You—that's you a lie. I'm not going to sit here and say they are. Ray Lewis
2: and Terrell Suggs, but prior to the trade, before Raquan Smith, you're right—they were terrible. Since the trade, like since the trade has happened, they're at or near the top of the league in every defensive category, every single one.
1: Well, I don't know. I should have said blowout. I just don't think it'll be that much of a competition. Like, I, I, I I think, think i got to find Cincinnati. a way to score some points. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. Like Tyler Huntley's your starting quarterback. You yeah, don't really do. have that many receivers. Any? You, Sammy Watkins, uh, baby. He's out there yeah. talking Jacks. smack. Is d still there? Yeah. No, he got cut.
2: When did he get cut? He got
0: cut? Three weeks ago. I was just talking to my boy a Ravens fan. A bro. That's why I have all these takes. Yeah, he got cut. And he even posted a cryptic uh, Instagram story as well for a good measure, so you know it's what real. is that's vintage.
1: That's vintage Deshaun Jackson. Vintage Djax,
0: bro. They don't know the light I'm bringing to this locker room. Go, <laughs> <Like, laughs> I mean, man, just, just, just please retire your hamstrings. they I, I can hear them screaming from here. No, oh, they cut them <laughs> six days ago. Wow. Oh, okay, so it wasn't three weeks ago. Six days ago. Right for the playoff push. They did my That's bad. crazy. That's tough, man.
2: At least they got to see one long touchdown pass. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I like Cincinnati in this game. Yeah. I don't think Ravens win, but it's, I think it should be a fairly close game for much. How close do you think it is? Coach Joe, Joe Burrow going to pull away at the end. He's going to Burrow like Burrow does, but – I think for the first three quarters or so, it's going to be a very tight game. I think the Ravens got a solid, will should have a solid game plan to keep the game close and try to keep their offense protected. I just don't think it's going to be enough for four quarters of work.
0: Who are their corners right now? For the Ravens. Yeah, the Marcus Marcus
2: Smith. I call them Marcus Smith, Marcus Peters. Uh, but
0: isn't isn't one of them injured, or or both of them? I thought they got injured again. So that's why I was kind of a little bit like I don't know how close this is going to be cuz you know the defense you're you're, you're probably right though. I don't I didn't know all the statistics, but just from watching the defense like last year's defense just felt more suffocating, I guess. And a, and a lot of it came from their corner play. I know Marlon Humphrey's came into this year with a with an injury. He got injured near the end of last year. Um he back. Was it? He's back. Marlon's back, back. Is, Marcus is, Marcus, is back. back
2: mm-hmm. All
0: right, yeah.
2: Then I guess it'll be a I good game. Chuck Clark, Marcus
0: Williams—they got the whole squad ready to play. Patrick Queen been balling. All right, then, 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 then you're probably right. I think it'll be close. Um, they're the just defensive. not going
1: to be able. They're not going to be able to score any points, man. Scoring, yeah. That's it'll be probably be like
0: a like. 14, or 17. Yeah, if if the Bengals
1: if, if could get to 14,
2: that should be about enough yeah. to win the game. But if y'all betting people, take the numbers on J.K. Dobbins, whatever that number is. Now to the
1: next game. Upset alert. Well, why you say that? Well, Would it would it be an upset? I'm about to say that. Well, why don't, why don't we get the game? Jaguars and Chargers. Chargers. Chargers are the five seed and the Jaguars are the four seed.
0: Chargers don't have Mike Williams, man. Mm-hmm. That makes a world of difference. I mean, Mike Williams. Yeah, I mean, man. we saw them without one or the other all year, and they struggled. The games where they had both, all of a sudden, they look like one of the best offenses in the league. I don't know why. I mean, uh, Staley is under is under fire right now. You guys we're not improving anything last week based on, you know, if you won or not, why are you playing your starters for so long? Mike Williams got injured last week for three to four weeks. That's the entire playoffs. Like that's, that, that's so stupid. I get it. Like if you're in a position like the Eagles where you need to win, otherwise do what dabble did rest your players, dude. Like you, you got a, you got a way bigger game coming up that matters more. And and you're out here playing and, and, yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. And you lose one of your best players. I think that's that's huge. But I i think we're gonna see some vintage Dougie P this game. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for all my relatives who are who are Jaguars fans because they deserve they deserve a little bit of happiness. It's been a lot of pain for a long time.
1: Yeah. This uh the debut of playoff debut of Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Um, mm. You know, like you said, I feel like having a guy like Doug Peterson, you know, who's been in the playoffs multiple times, won a Super Bowl, that's going to be huge for uh, Trevor, you know, because, you know, as we all know, football games are up and down. You know, he throws an interception or, you know, he misses a throw. Him coming to the sideline, being able to lean on Doug and talk to Doug, I think that'll play a huge part in it as well.
0: Absolutely.
2: This game is in Jacksonville. Oh, my goodness. Oh yeah, it's, this is a tough one. This probably the toughest game of the weekend. Tomorrow night, man. I mean, Jags been playing a really good brand of football. If you guys want some more put, uh, betting advice, <laughs> Evan Ingram, four receptions, cash them. That's the money. <laughs> Hits on the daily, but um, it's it's all things, all signs should point towards the Jaguars, man, but. This is a young football team. And while this is this is still Justin Herbert's first playoff appearance, too, I just feel like – I don't know, man. I This – this like I <sighs> said a second ago, this is probably one of the harder games for the weekend yeah. to talk about, man. It's Definitely. Especially with – now, I probably already think that Jacksonville should win. I'd probably give them a bigger edge now that Mike Williams isn't playing. I mean, Josh Palmer isn't a slouch. But I um, it's worth noting that the that the is what have an eight and two record with Mike Tom. I mean not Mike Thomas, Mike Williams this year. So mm-hmm. I think it's like three it's, or four three and four without him.
0: But it's, it's crazy how much he means, man. It's crazy how much he means to that team. Yeah.
2: I don't know, man. We'll see. That This is probably the one game that I keep an eye on. Brandon Scherf is questionable for the Jaguars. Let's we'll see if he goes.
0: Yeah, I think I think to me what makes a difference is you have one coach who's gone, won a Super Bowl, and, you know, done everything, and one coach who's largely unproven in the playoffs, you know, as, especially as a head coach. Doug Doug has that experience, man. And, Doug, we, we just know, you know, from our experiences as, as Eagles fans with him, the man is is as cool as a cucumber. You know, the the pressure turns on, and and Doug is in is in his bag, and he's not worried. He's not scared to to take chances. This is the man who, who called not a, it's the rest of them. What do you mean? The rest of the team. I don't think so, man. I think this. I think this team is. I, I think this team is ready. Like, it's not like I think they they're ready to make, any veterans. I don't they're huh? It's not like they have many veterans that. No, like, but
1: playoff I think,
2: experiences I think, and stuff like this is just generally, even the guys that they bought in this year, Christian Kirk. But
0: how many of the Chargers have a ton of playoff experience? It's not like I think they're both pretty young, you know, inexperienced teams, and that's why I, I look to the coach for this. You know, I think that's that's going to be a, a huge difference maker in this game. You're right, it's a, it's a really young team but this is a really young team that went through adversity throughout the year and really found itself, you know, like we're talking about a team that started the year off with what, four wins. Right. And like and six losses or something. And then, you know, they go on this crazy, I win- the fact they started four and they started four and and then, yeah, and then they, then they lost a bunch of games and then they found themselves, you know, and, and I think that really showed me something. And this could be a case of, uh, you know, first round you get washed out and then you have that playoff experience. Like you said, And the next year, they're someone formidable, but I tend to think, I think, I think the Jaguars can, can steal one, you know, this year. I don't know. I don't know about the next round. You know, that's uh that's a whole different story, but um, this round, I think, I think the Jags can, you know, sneak it out a little bit, you know, I don't know why not. And we'll find out, man. A lot of great games though. Like, like we talked about, man, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be really awesome to, to see.
2: Great slate of football this weekend. And the best oh, part yeah. is we ain't got to work. I mean, we ain't got to watch with no fear, no stress, no nothing.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing, man. Just looking to see who
1: the opponent's going to be. <laughs> yep, agreed. But And I think we've touched on um, everything that we had laid out in that itinerary. So, um, from us over here at the Philly Blitz, as always, you know, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review. Get um, the dollars. Get the dollars. You feel me? Go into any Apple store. You know, click on the pod or search up the pod, then click on the pod. You know, it's not
0: 500k, but it's good money. It's honest money. <laughs> that, might <gotta> go. <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> that might gotta go. That's terrible.
1: Why would you say that?
0: That's That
2: might gotta go. That's terrible.
0: I bro. Give him a real <laughs> experience. Nah. <laughs> right. Go birds, everybody. Go birds. Go birds.